Wrestling fans, are you ready? Yes, 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 yes. For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, uh, let's get ready to rumble! guys welcome back to WrestleRant Radio for Thursday March 2nd 2023 I am Graham Gs Matthews hope you guys are doing well and having a great week so far we have a very big show on tap you fine folks as always here today we're going to be talking to a notable name from the independent scene an up-and-coming star from MLW AEW NXT he's practically appeared everywhere in the last couple of months alone uh, Vinny Pacifico really good guy we had a great conversation about his career current gimmick partnering with Bang Energy and so much more. We're all over the place from talking about music, wrestling, energy drinks, the old SmackDown versus Raw video games, and so much more. So he's going to be coming up on WrestleRant Radio in mere minutes. And then after that, the back end of the show, my conversation with Mr. Marceau, breaking down Raw, Dynamite, and Revolution for this coming weekend. We're talking Monday Night Raw, Dynamite Thoughts, quick thoughts on both of those things. But more importantly, AEW Revolution coming up on Sunday night. I keep thinking it's on Saturday. It's not. It's Sunday, March 5th. So we're going to be talking about that at the end of the show. But before then, new episodes of WrestleRant Radio every single Thursday. WrestleRant.com, WrestleRantRadio.com, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, Podbean, Pandora, Amazon Music, all over the place. Be sure to rate the show, review the show, subscribe to the show. Never miss a new episode every single Thursday. That being said, enjoy my exclusive interview with Vinny Pacifico. Graham Jason Matthews here, WrestleRant Radio exclusive video audio. We're bringing it all to you here today with a very exclusive special guest. We got Vinny Pacifico, one of the stars on the independent scene. Vinny, what's going on, my man? Thank you for having me. I'm doing great. Just got off my Target run, did some uh, shopping, did some Easter shopping, and here we are. Dumb question, but did you pick up any energy drinks while you were there? Of course I did. What would you pick up? You got it with you? I got, I got the bang. Um, Power punch. So let's talk about that. You're obviously one of the hottest rising stars on the indie scene right now. You got a lot of stuff going on. Dude, you're all over the place. I know you just said you were a target, but like aside from target, you're everywhere else though. You're on, we saw you in NXT not too long ago. MLW, you made your debut not too long ago. EWTV, you're on there on occasion. You're all over the place and you got this new sponsorship. So before we go any further than anything else, congrats on that. You posted about it on Twitter a couple of weeks ago. Talk about how that came about in just... Everything else about that because it's really cool. Thank you very much. It's really pre- I really appreciate that. So I've been doing this energy drink gimmick for a while. Hint, it's not a gimmick. It's really me. It's how I love energy drinks. It's what I do. And um, I figured I'm wrestling for eight years. And I'm figuring, you know what? For a while, and my first gimmick was the kid, and I was like, okay, it's cool. You know, I'm young, baby face, whatever. But yeah, like yeah. now, I'm like, you know what? I gotta evolve. And something, something has, something has to give. You know, something has to. You gotta evolve. So over time, I was like, all right, what is there about me that's different? Or what about me stands out? I'm very energetic, as you can see. So, and I love energy drinks. So I said, all right, let me do That's why I tried it. And it worked quick, immediately. Mm-hmm. Did some promos for energy drinks and like used some skits with other wrestlers. And they got over really fast. 
So, and I'm only doing this gimmick like six, seven, eight months, maybe. Yep. And uh, yeah, it just started skyrocketing. Um, I have contacted a few energy drink companies, never banged, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Never contacted them. They contacted me, which is phenomenal. That's I awesome. Yeah. Um, the other ones were not really interested in pro wrestling. They're more other energy drink companies are more interested in like biker sports or uh snowboarding, skateboarding. I understand that they have their own thing. And um, yeah, bang hit me up and scheme me a contract. And at first, I thought it was, I, I didn't believe. I was like, so I'm in the car on the phone. With the <laughs> oh, yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, I was in the car getting gas, poking a cheeseburger on the phone. One of my trainers, and um, I uh, I got emails like, huh, what's this? Bang. Bang X Vinny Pacifico. Like what? Is, I read it and I'm like, this is not real. Turned it off. I was yeah. like, all right, I'm going. I did some more driving, whatever. And I looked at it again and I'm like, this is actually looks kind of legit, you know. And I and then I saw the bottom, I saw the signature and all that. And I said, all right, this is awesome. Let's see what's next. Let's just see what what this entails, what this includes. And I said, it's perfect. And I signed it. That's sick, man. I mean, just the fact that they called you. I mean, that's accomplishment yeah. in and of itself. I mean, thinking. I mean, again, like being in that position. You get the phone call. Obviously, your first instinct is to not believe it. So then you have that whole phone call. You have that whole deal. But then in addition to that, when you tell your friends and family that happened, what is their reaction to that whole thing? They were like, oh, no way. Really? Oh, or like they give you the whole, oh, we knew you could do it. Or some of that are like, oh, that's great. You know, it's awesome. Let's see what happens. See what the contract. They, they really they do care. So like, oh, let's see what the contract says. That's cool. what's, it, what's it about? Um make sure you get it seen by a lawyer, you know? Yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was really cool. And, um, I'm just so blessed because like how many, how many wrestlers like have that opportunity to get like sponsored by a major company like that, mm-hmm. you know, not who aren't signed, you know? Yeah. So I was just like taken back by it. I'm like, I got to sign this. Cause this is just like a once in a lifetime type of opportunity, you know? Yeah. Um, hopefully when I do get signed, eventually I, can't get more sponsorships but this was a really big one for me and i'm, I'm I, I was like bang pina yeah. colada power punch flavor the vu's um the vu they have, they have um they have like a non-caffeinated one which is really mm-hmm. good too it's called vu's um yes yeah, so i'm just really enjoying this i love bangs so I, I may have other things too they have protein they got a bunch of other stuff so i'm just really glad to start with this company and we start the first that's sick, dude. No, no, I'm looking forward to it. That's really cool that you've already got it underway and all this other shit. I mean, that's that's pretty sick, dude. Especially since, like you said, for a guy that's not currently signed to have that sort of exposure with a major brand that everyone knows, especially in our age range, is pretty sick. Yeah. I mean, it's a brand that's very recognizable that a lot of people use and a lot of people drink. So that is pretty sick. But you, you talk about the gimmick and that it's not really much of a gimmick. Can you talk about like the background there as far as I mean, has there been anyone else? I mean, maybe I'm just not remembering correctly. Maybe I'm just not watching enough wrestling. But has there been anyone else that's done like what you're doing right now? Because in the matches that I've seen of yours in person in Northeast Wrestling and other promotions and stuff, what we see from you, the cool thing with you too is that on every promotion that I've seen you on, you're the exact same everywhere you go, which is a compliment. Like as far as you're very consistent with what you do. So like, is there anyone else that's done that sort of thing? Or like who you model yourself or your character, quote unquote, after? Not really. I feel like in the ring, I, I'm just trying to ask, what are you asking again? Kind of like how I, how do I plan my matches? Well, not like that necessarily, but as far as like with the energy drink stuff, I know that's basically an extension of yourself. It's basically you, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, like turned up to like an 11 or 12 every time you're out there. 
Is there anyone that you use as like an inspiration for that sort of stuff? Because I guess I never really saw anyone doing what you're doing right now, not just in the ring, but I'm talking like, I guess, specifically character wise. Is there anything you use as an inspiration or do you just go out there and be yourself? This is all new to me. His gimmick is so new to me. I, I, I literally just started involving the drink in my matches like a month ago. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I that I so I, I mean I model myself of Brian Danielson, my favorite okay. wrestler of all time. Yeah. I love I, I study him all the time, but character wise, like I just wrestle, I do my best, and if I can throw the drink in there, I do. You know, that's I mean, um how do you incorporate I, the drink in there? What? How do you incorporate the drink in there? So I, I had a spot recently, I'll send you a link to it at DOA. I had the drink in the corner and we had a spot where he knocked me down, I knocked him down, we're both down. I crawled to the corner, drank the drink, fired up like Popeye, and hit a whole comeback on him. <laughs> and that got like four thousand views like quick. And it got it got really like that that was a really cool clip that I posted and people liked it. And I think that may have led to Bang hitting me up. I don't know. It was the timing was close, so I might yeah. that that clip, you know, it got a lot of, a lot of traction. So that so that's how I include it. I either like Popeye it or I, you know, I, I kind of use it as like a tag partner. Not always though. I, okay, okay. So it depends on my audience. I like to read the audience. I'm very good at reading my audience. Okay. If they want to see just wrestling, I will give them my wrestling. If they want to see character, if they want to see fun, if they want to like. That's what I do. I'll involve that. But if they want to see both, like they do at DOA, I do both. So that's how I put those things together. And um, it's all about reading your audience. I love to read my audience and see what they like, you know. Sometimes, hey, they don't want to see the energy drink. All right, no problem. I'll just wrestle my ass off. It kicks my ass. Yeah, you know? no, like you said, yeah, it's all about reading your audience because certain people are going to want to see certain things. So you kind of have to adjust on the fly with what they want to see. And, I mean, like you said, you got it down pat where you could do – one or the other on on a you know on on the drop of a dime, so to speak. I guess if you want to, I guess just to see whatever works, and it's worked so far. And you said you're still new into doing this character. I get and, and doing it so far is you mentioned like it getting so many views on social media. Is that something that when you first start doing this gimmick that you're mindful of? Like this is something that can go viral on like TikTok or Twitter or whatever, or is it just something you're doing anyway? And then you're realizing, holy shit, like this can go viral, or like what I'm doing is going viral. At first, I was doing it, and I'm like, hmm, this is cool. And that's not including, um, like, other wrestlers, like Gangrel. He would share it. He has a huge following. Sure. That I would gain followers. That's how, how it works, you know? And I, at first, I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to go viral with this. But, like, people told me, this gimmick is a million-dollar gimmick. You got to stick with it. It's like, all right, cool. Let's see. I'll, I'll see. You know, I don't mean, like, I mean, it was like, it was an idea I made with somebody else. Like, okay, this gimmick's cool. Let's go with this. And, you know, it was, it was spitballing ideas. And I did the gimmick and I worked it out. And um, uh, so I didn't think, okay, this would go this way, but it did. So I kept doing it. And then I got more and more views each way. And fans started liking them. Fans started sharing them, retweeting, commenting, liking, quote tweeting. And it's just like, this is really cool. Mm. You know, and Gangrel shared it, obviously. And the, the people I do them with share them and their fans see them. It's just, a, I do it for the fun for fans to enjoy, mm-hmm. to laugh at something and good content. But now they're like, shit, like these have been really helping me. These help me grow, help the people I do them with grow. And um, I think it's a good thing all around to help myself, the person I do them with, and talent 
get go to their name up, you know, with my promos. Like I had had guys who have not so much like they're new wrestlers and they did yeah. it with me and, um, and they did it with me and like they get the followers from it and that's cool, you know, it makes me happy. I want to be able to help people out through my promos. But yeah, they weren't this this is not a thing that I thought would go this way, but I'm very happy it did. I was told it would, but I wasn't didn't it, believe but it. it that way, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you're not expecting it to do. You're not expecting it to do as well as it does until you see the results yourself. Until you're like, okay, this is working. I mean, people can tell you all day, okay, this is something to get over, but you don't really know what's going to get over until you do it yourself and what you know, like deep down, is going to work or not. And obviously, yeah. it does. And it's not something you have to fake either. Like you said, this is like you. This is like an extension of you, which is like the best part. So it's not like I mean, some characters are a, a, a vast you know, difference from who people are and that works for certain people. But I think for what you do, it's perfect for you. Um, But you talk about like the bang energy drink opportunity, how you think that that spot kind of was what led to them contacting you. Do you feel like with not just that spot, but I mean, I guess just in general, this character was what led to you in addition to just the good work that you do inside the ring was what led to the opportunities with MLW, with AEW and stuff like that. Or do you think that was something completely separate? Hmm. I think MLW a bit separate because the character was just starting at the time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Refreshment the timeline if it, if it doesn't match up at all. Yeah. Mind you, I debuted for MLW October. Okay. They aired it in January. Yeah. Yeah. They aired yeah, it yeah. in January. So I technically debuted in January. Sure. Or February. Sorry. But uh, whatever, what was it? February. Whatever it was. But this this year. I, um, yeah. I watched the aired, match. I think it was a couple was weeks ago. Out. Yeah. 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 It was filmed in it was filmed in October, and the gimmick was fresh, like it was. When I started it, I started it in March, built it. I May I got my first Power Punch T shirt. June I started doing it. July, so I would say August, April, like the, like summer, I started doing it more and more, and then I started going full fledged with it later in the fall, early earlier in the fall. Mm. And Hammerstone told me from MLW was like, "Dude, this cast is great. You really got to keep doing it. These promos, you got to keep doing them." I did one with him, and um, he was really supportive of it. He loved doing it, and uh, that's when that uh, that that one was a big one for me. That that promo got a lot of views. So I kept after that, I was snowballing on that one. I was like snowballing, snowballing. Debuted for them. That got a really big reaction. So that was like more of like a MLW big reaction. Um, and then, then the promo was like, it's like a snowball effect, you know, all those things. And um, it was great. Yes. So I would say the get, so the gimmick didn't help for MLW. Okay. AEW, maybe it was still fresh. Yeah. yeah. Now I feel ever since, um, I guess that I guess it's just, this this it, it really is a fresh gimmick I would say I would think because I started yeah. getting these these promos like the last two months three months started doing them crazily you know so maybe I would say it's a fairly new gimmick and maybe it's myself that got me to these places and now the gimmick's carrying me through who knows exactly yeah no it could be a combination of both it doesn't even really matter yeah. listen you got where you are and you've gotten where you've been in the last couple of months and I know you put out the tweet either it was yesterday or in the last couple of days everything that you've accomplished already in the last couple of months and we're only in like two fucking months into it in 2023 and you're doing all this cool stuff appearing on mlw tv aw television and not just dark either because a lot of people end up on dark you've had dark matches before you were on rampage against powerhouse hobbs not too long ago like i said wwe as well was that late 2021 that was a while ago right not, not well long time ago but like well before the gimmick started 
2021 was November 30th. Okay. NXT, right. yeah. And the whole, uh, then they changed the staff yep. after that. So that's when that, that's when that was. Okay. Yeah. So around that period, but again, it's been a crazy whirlwind of last year and a half for you and in, in working, obviously in addition, all the independent stuff you do as well, winning titles all over the place and doing great work there on these major stages of WWE, AEW, MLW, specifically training in the ring of honor dojo as well, obviously. And in mm-hmm. having the experiences at all these places, what have you noticed from your perspective has been like the biggest differences with each place? I guess not as far as how they run, but just as, your own experience, how much not you I'm sure you enjoyed all of them, but like, can you shine some light on how different each of those, uh, you know, experiences were for you? Honestly, they were all amazing experiences. Every one of them, I had great memories and great moments. I, I look back yeah. on, you know what I'm saying? So different, I would say the locker room, every locker room is unique and great in all mm-hmm. their effective ways. Yeah. I love, love the AW locker room. Cause a lot of guys I know from ring of honor, um, MLW locker room, even they had even guys from Ring of Honor there too. So it was like really, it felt like nostalgia, you know. Oh shit, this is like the Ring of Honor locker room that I remember, you know, from a few years ago. So, um, yeah. So like, a lot of differences in terms of the locker rooms. Who who's there? Yeah. Good people, of course, but like, there's different different vibes, but they're all good vibes. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I gotta say, at all the places, really really great great places to work at you know everyone's so caring everyone's so respectful they're humble they want to they want to make they love wrestling they want to make wrestling great yep. so everyone's come together to do the do their best to make wrestling what it is you know so mm-hmm. I, I i love it all and i i love to go there i, I love to work for all of them again yeah no they were all great and i mean just talking about that and just appearing for each promotion and you talk about how you've known people that currently are there were there whatever it might be was there any advice they gave you before you go out for any of these matches, before any of your appearances, or is it just kind of best of luck sort of thing? Kind of like, do you just show us what you do? Okay, really. that's just a good piece of advice. Yeah, and uh, I got good feedback each time, which is great. Yeah. But yeah, it's like just show us what you show us what you could do. Do it. Like, you're here for a reason. Show us why. Yeah. Did you feel like you did? I'm sure you came out of each experience and you're like, yeah, I knocked out of the park. I feel like I did the best I can at every opportunity given. Yep. Uh, I I really feel like I left it all out there. I really do. Each every opportunity that I had, I feel like I did my best, and that's all that matters, I think. And yeah, I'm doing this eight years, and I think I'm pretty good at it. You know? Yeah, so, no, I think so. Yeah, you've been taking every opportunity that you have, and all you can do is really control what you can control. You can't really change what you can't control sort of thing. Um, yeah. when, and when the opportunity does come again, and it will come again to be in these various different promotions, is there anything that you would do differently the next time that you're like, I mean, obviously you've, been, you've grown as a performer even more so than the last time we saw you. And again, the AEW MLW stuff was only a couple of months ago. So I'm sure you wouldn't change that much, but is there anything that you're thinking, all right, the next time this opportunity comes about, I would do this a little bit differently, whether it be in the ring behind the scenes, whatever it might be, or is it just kind of keeping it consistent? Well, I mean, it's a mix. I want to kill it at everything I give in sure. like every job they give me. I do my best to do it. Um, but I would like to include, I would like to do more of my wrestling and show more of what I could do. Of course, and I also would like to include my energy drink stuff in there too, somehow. But mm-hmm. that's up to them, of course. But I definitely like to do that. I, I, again, like this is all I'm, I'm learning my character as I'm doing it. It's yeah. it's like 
what would I, but I also think, what would I do in the situation? I would crawl and grab my drink because if I'm tired, I'll get my energy drink. You know what I mean? So like, it's all like realistic. You know what I mean? If you're in a fight, well, you really wouldn't get an energy drink in a fight, but like, this is, this is a bad analogy, but um, if you're tired and in a race, you know, you need a drink, you drink an energy drink and you go back. You know what I mean? Yeah. I guess no, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I try it. No, but, no, um, it makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I, that's, and I would like to do that. I like to be able to show that part of my character more. Um, if obviously they're okay with it, but yeah. I would love to always do my best. And I'm, I'm always going to be consistent with what I do. I, I also strive on the pressure. So that's one uh-huh. thing about me that, yeah, yeah, and no, all these situations definitely bring pressure. So I mean, that's a good uh, that's a good mindset to have if you're going to thrive under pressure. These are good places to be. But uh, exactly. you, you talk about you know trial by fire and doing things that work, don't work, whatever, adjusting it on the fly. When you're doing the these shows across the independent scene, has there been any instance in the last couple of months since you first started doing this character where you're like, all right, I try this and it didn't exactly pan out the way that I thought it would, or it didn't exactly meet my expectations and we kind of, all right, let's nix this going forward. Or has it been kind of smooth sailing for you so far? So far, smooth sailing. Um, It's been the, uh, the, maybe the power up before I do the power punch. Okay. Like, okay. I once did like a spinner Rooney before hitting the power punch. And I was like, all right, let's not do that again. It's <laughs> terrible. Okay. But like, that's about it. I mean, yeah, I, I, I just started getting the drink involved. My, yep. you know, so and I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do every match either. You know, I gotta read my audience and see. Like, I don't want to get old. I don't want to get boring. I don't want yeah, to. Get yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know? you gotta save it for the right moments. And there's also so many things I could do with the drink. I could use it as a tag partner. You know, I could, I could. You have ever seen Joey Janela versus the Invisible Man? I've heard of it. I haven't seen it myself, but I. It's it's infamous. <laughs> yeah, I feel, I feel like something's there where like I could like wrestle my energy drink and have the energy kick my ass, something like that. You know what I mean? So like, <laughs> I don't know, stupid shit. But you you could do like this just this just there's something you could do with this you know what I mean so like, yeah I yeah it. yeah I want to do yeah I feel like well you called it this doing stupid shit like that I feel like that's like prime for like GCW is that an opportunity you wish to a, an avenue you wish to explore at some point if you haven't yeah. already I'm not sure if you have oh sorry yes definitely they're great GCW is amazing I love to work there yes um they have a lot of great talent over there and their their shit's funny as hell so hell yeah but yeah I, I wouldn't mind like. Taking Canadian Destroyer from a energy drink can, you know, <laughs> or getting DDT'd by the can, you know. You guys start practicing that shit now because that sounds like it's pretty improbable to pull off, but I'm sure you can, though. I could do it. You think I'm you can do it? Stop saying these things before someone steals it from me, you know? <laughs> That's true. Okay, okay. Right? No, I but yeah, I'm, yeah, there's so much to do with this character and these, these drinks, and I'm very happy that it worked out in my favor because anyone could be a character with drinks or anyone can have like a bottle of one as a character you know what i mean but i am fortunate enough to be able to have a niche that hooked for me you know what i mean yeah 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 and I, the character can be healing face too by the way yeah so far well have what have you leaned towards more doing so far because i know in the few matches i've seen of yours on again these various stages as well as in person at new a couple of weeks ago you were leaning babyface but have you done more heel stuff lately have you tried doing heel stuff so the heel the heel part of the character moves towards me being a annoying MF. Okay. You know, like I'm so on caffeine, so hyped up, so happy, so go lucky and all this shit. Yeah. It's annoying. Screw you. Or it's face where, okay, let's do it together. You know, let's get well, Yeah, it's a fun together. thing. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like, I've done some heel stuff. I enjoyed it, but 
being a heel and trying to be a heel has gotten the opposite reaction at a few shows, I noticed, also. Interesting. Okay. Maybe, maybe that's on me. Or maybe they enjoy the character. I don't know. Um, but I've tried being a heel, and it's just they cheered twice. Mm. So I was like, okay, you know, what do I do? What do I, I mean, I guess just be a face. I, the, the character <laughs> was meant to be a heel at first. It was meant Interesting. to be Interesting. Okay, I would have never guessed that. Interesting. Yeah, it was, it was started meant to be a heel never became it, it just went everyone cheered for me and tried pa- power punch chance and all this shit and i'm like all right i can't really be a heel like you know what i mean and i kept trying to like you know oh you know we, we i got i had the guy in a, a hold and i'm like being a d-i-c-k to the fans and <laughs> yeah. they're still cheering for me and i'm like okay you know i just whatever if, I, I can't if they, if they can hate me i'm not gonna i i tried to get them to hate me Three times in the match, they didn't. So, you know, I'm just going to keep going, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. And then I, I said, you know what? Let me try a face. And then it, as a face, it erupted. So I said, you know, let me just keep going like this. When you were still doing the heel stuff early on, were you also at that point using NSYNC Backstreet Boys music? Or was that just a recent, a recent development? Because I know you used that at the NEW show and it stood out to me. No, I've, I've always done the uh, Backstreet Boys. When I was a heel, I used like some cartoony theme song. Okay. Like a mental. Um, like an 80s instrumental song, but they just cheered it. And I'm like, this is so weird because they cheered like, okay, I'm a wrestling, I'm a wrestler. I look like a wrestler. I have the engine drink can, right? But the guy I wrestled was this crazy, flamboyant, awesome, crazy, cool character. So I'm like, why wouldn't you just cheer that character? You know what I mean? It's so exactly. much better than mine. Or it's so much, it's got the pink outfit. The laces and had all the whole and had the whole spiel and they're cheering me instead. And I'm like, okay, I, I I get it. I'm a good wrestler, but if you're going off character wise, I would cheer that one instead of a person with the with the backwards hat and drink can and a and a hoodie. But hey, you know, tweets their own, right? Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> was there a point in your career where you were like, I know you just started doing the character relatively recently, like you said, but was there a point where you're like, all right, I probably got to go more character based here because the in ring stuff. Everyone now, I feel like everyone now is an amazing wrestler. Everyone. Not everyone is on the level of like being great, but I feel like there's a lot of great wrestling out there now. It's far and few between that you get a really good character or a memorable character that stands out. Was there a certain point for you in the last several years when the, you said you've been wrestling for eight years where you're like, all right, I got to lean more character based or like when did that click for you? Yeah, that was it. I was like, shit. I was like, all right, I'm, I've been the kid for like whatever long, however long I've been the kid. And it's like, mm-hmm. what's the kid even? It got me far enough. I, I've always had really good opportunities and bookings and stuff like that. I got to evolve. There are all these cool things. You know, but I'm like, you know what? Like the kid ran its course. That's it. I gotta, I gotta move on from it. And like, yes, I, ne- I always got really good opportunities and stuff. But I was like, I want more. I want further. I want, I want more. And everyone's a good wrestler. Anyone could be a good wrestler. Anyone could just train, get really, really good. Not anyone, but it takes it takes hard work to get there. Yeah, get, get absolutely. Hard. Um. You know, I just said, why not add a little more to myself to just be a good wrestler? Why not have a good character also that people can relate to and enjoy? And it's marketable, too. I, I'm going to get the foam fists. I'm going to get cozies for my energy drinks. That's sick. I'm with that already. Yep. You know what I mean? So, like, it's gotten me, like, this This character is so marketable. I, I had a podcast recently with Val Pancakes, and she asked me, what would my figurine be if I had a figure? Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, it would be me. I would have my shirt in the corner. I would have my hat next to it. Yep. My shirt, 
my hat, a drink can, mm-hmm. my fists, and a and a big fist for the power punch. And I'm like, that's pretty sick. You you go you go look at you go on the target, look at the figures, you see like something like that. Like you see the belt, the accessories. But I think you could add some really cool accessories with this with this figure if I ever had one, you know? Yeah, no, and then definitely. if I had the foam, the, foam, the foam fists, yep, drink cans, the drink cozies you put on the kid. Like, you know, there's just so much you can do with this character, and it's so marketable. So I'm really just I, I'm I'm excited to see where it, where it takes me. Dude, the possibilities are limitless, and it's all it all comes down to the merchandise. People, wrestling fans, like fucking merchandise, and if it's unique to your yeah. character more than just the shirt, I think people will that'll catch on, especially when it's as over as the shtick that you got going right now. So I think you're doing yeah. something right. Continue along that trend, but. You know, we talk about music. You talk about all the time on Twitter, post videos, you at the gym, jam out, jamming out to music, Judas by Lady Gaga just recently. What's like your go-to artist slash playlist at the gym for you? Lady Gaga. I like Lady Gaga. I like uh, Britney Spears. I like... I like some superhero music, like Spider-Man's old theme song with the cool. Sam Raimi. Yeah, that was a good good set. Um, <laughs> I enjoy I enjoy Disturbed. They're cool, you know. They're the legends. Um, Corn, of course. Why wouldn't I? Drake, uh, Eminem. Like I, I like. Uh, yeah, but my my goat. I love Lady Gaga. She's my favorite. So if I or Abba, Lady Gaga or Abba are my two <laughs> favorites out of all of them. Literally every band you just mentioned drastically different from another. It's all over the place. And I love that. It's a great array of music there. You know, it's bad. It's not, bad, it, but true. It's bad. That's good. That's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. I like it all. I really, I, <laughs> I could, I could sit in the car. Like I love, like I like flying, but like if I ever do a road trip, yeah, I have like 30 songs that just play. And then I'm at the, then at the show. You know what I mean? Then I'm at yeah. The, I'm yeah. Like, okay. So I don't even. I don't, it's like a breeze. I have every great. I have every every genre, every person <laughs> I like, and I'm like perfect. I just arrived to my show and I just played 25 songs. I'm happy. So that's yeah. amazing. And you've also mm-hmm. tweeted a lot about wrestling video games. I know you tweeted recently about. Does anyone remember this game? WWE All Stars. Who doesn't remember All Stars? You're not an OG if you don't remember All Stars. Such a so great good. game. So good, dude. That. I loved it. That game it's was such so a much- good game. They should have made another one. That that was awesome. That that one was fun. And then I, I don't remember what it was called. I think it was called Legends WrestleMania. Yes, I was literally going to say before you even said that, and I could see it on your mind where you were going with that. Yeah, yes, Legends of WrestleMania from right before that. It was like oh nine or something. Yeah, was it? I remember you. So I think it was trans transport the guys from oh nine to that game. Yep. Right. I, remember I think that. so. Yeah. That I remember. Yes. Yeah. And we were talking about. In the car ride, I was with Ryan Mooney and uh, Boom Harden. We were going to Black Label Pro, and we were discussing like um, the story mode for uh, 09. It was like with Tony. <laughs> yes, I remember army. Tony. Yes, the the the, the fucking sergeant yeah. or whatever. Yeah, that dumb, so that's cool. like the dumbest. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. With Umaga and William Regal. That was yeah, just... yeah. Or Umanga, as William Regal called him. Yeah, Umanga, yeah. Classic. What what's your favorite like go to like you're hitting the nostalgia there with me as far as those old games like for you what's your like your go to wrestling game? Oh seven. Well, right now I haven't I I've I've been so busy I have no time to any play any games. Sure. But oh seven my favorite game. Love oh seven. 
08 is cool. Uh, All Stars is another one. I had Battlegrounds, the new one. Yeah. I bought it. I, I, so I bought the new Xbox. And I and Battleground, I bought with it. Yep. Um, I played it like once, but I, I want to get. I do want to get into it a little more. Is there a story mode in that game? I'm not sure. That's the only, honestly, the only recent wrestling game I don't think I've played. I don't think there is a story mode. I think it's just like it. It gave me All Star vibes watching it. it, it I haven't it, played. It, yeah. It, so like the over the top yeah. graphics and shit. So I don't know if there is a story mode, but I know that's worth checking out though. I mean, I, the other games, the the 2K ones are, you know, the the, the 20 sucked, but 2K22 was pretty good. And then 23 is coming out soon, but 23 I want to get. Yeah, I'm 23 a, looks like. Like I said, I'm out of game. I, I mean, actually, I enjoyed Spider Man Chad Dimensions. Yeah. Oh, and the Batman games, Arkham Knights. Arkham oh, I've heard, I haven't played it, but I've heard about them. Yeah, great game. Dude, try it. If you, if you have a chance to and you have like a day where you're like, oh shit, this game probably is like 10 <laughs> bucks now. If you have a chance to get it and play it, Dude, it's so. If you're a Batman fan, it's so good. Yeah, I know. I'll have to check it out. I've heard a lot about that game, and a lot of those superhero games are really good. The Spider-Man one specifically are terrific. Um, They're amazing, but the Batman one, you're, you're like you're in stealth mode, and like you could push a button and jump out and poke the guy, and like not the right <laughs> it. Like it's just so cool. I feel like you don't have to uh-huh. be a gamer to enjoy stuff like that either. Without with, with those sort of games. Say it again. I feel like you don't have to be a gamer to enjoy those sort of games, you know? Yeah, it's just so cool. It's like, damn, I'm Batman right now. And you have to do different skins and stuff, like the blue yeah. outfit and, like, 80s Batman, 90s Batman Beyond. I love Batman Beyond. That's, yeah. like, a cool skin. Um, but, yeah, no. Sorry, I'm only on a tangent. Um, no, no worries. 07 is my favorite game. That's my baby right there. 07 got me into wrestling. I love that game. The, the soundtrack is Chef Kiss. Um, it is. It really is. Oh my god! I mean, I'm probably gonna play it after this anyway. I'm gonna go play it. Um, <laughs> yeah, love it, dude. No, but uh, I I want to try. I'm probably gonna get 23. I'm probably gonna get that game and see how it is and just play it. I might get. The, I might specifically get the Cena mode, the the the, the gold ones, like three Cenas, right? There's like the, the the first one. I don't know what it is, but I see the three different like cases they have. Yep. I'm yep. Do the- yeah, no, they're all great. They look really cool. I've gotten a look at those, and they all look really cool. And uh, honestly, about these newer games, it's really tempted me. They brought back GM mode for the first time since, like, 07, 08, which is, like, my shit. The, the gameplay stuff is cool. I'm I'm a GM mode guy myself, so I play a lot. I play the 07 fucking GM mode whenever I can, so it's a GM great game. GM mode's what? What's GM mode? When you're story mode, you mean? The, the general manager mode. Have you seen that in the 07 game? I, I I remember it. I don't think I ever did it. I'm like, I don't want to be a manager, and I just didn't play yeah, it. So I'm the exact opposite. I don't like playing the actual matches. I like booking the shit. <laughs> it's so funny <laughs> you say that. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I might, I might yeah. look into that. Cool. It's fun, Hell but yeah. it's not. It's not the same as playing the matches. It's all a matter of what your preference is, I guess. But they're all great. The game is the great fucking. The game's fucking great. You know, in general, but it really um, is. It's awesome. But as we wind down here, you talk about music. You talk about wrestling games. Best wrestling song on a wrestling game soundtrack. I mean, I guess it's 07. You, you mentioned 07 being your shit. Is there a song specifically aside from Three Days Grace, which is amazing? I can't escape. I guess it has to be uh, The Animal I Become. <laughs> I mean, how is it not? I mean, I think, okay. yeah. That's one of them. Okay. Uh, I liked. Which one was Brian on the cover of? It was The Rock and Brian. 2K14? I think that's 14, yeah. I think so. That good songs. It had uh, I Heard Your Wild One. That was good. Mm-hmm. Which is like a Mania song. Um, oh, the Flo Rida one? Yes, that was yeah, good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I liked... 
the Cena and Wiz Khalifa collab. Oh, yes. That was on one of them, too. Yeah. That was 15. That was great. Mm -hmm. But if we're going to nostalgia and we're going the fun where we where we where we're like where we know mm -hmm. Adam by become let's start a riot wow I'm getting goosebumps thinking about this um <laughs> 2k18 and uh, raw 2008 2008 had a really good time jacks too famous was great by uh puddle of yes. mod yes um the song Go Harder, Go Home was that's great. The other, that's the other go-to song for me, yeah. <laughs> go yeah, Harder, Go it. Home. That's yeah, that's point, a good right? song. That's 08, yeah, that's 08. Oh, my God. Oh, and then this, oh, it was called um, Everybody Down, Coming yeah. Around. Yeah, Everybody that one. Down. Yeah, yep, I know what you're talking about. Yep. yep, yep, yep. I forgot the band, but I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Dude, so I used to have a private gym I used to go to. Like, my, my friend owns this, like, facility for like athletes I, I i still have the key i still go every now and then but i would go i would go at night when they close and i had the whole place to myself and i would just plug in the ipad the, the um and just play 2k 2k 208 every song and it yeah. was just like oh my god what else is there is there another one that i liked um uh i can't think of it now but dude such a good such a good album such so a good the, the whole game. I the albums of the games. Yeah, the albums of the games are great. As great as the games are themselves, the the soundtracks are what complete the games. They're just yeah. fantastic. Yeah. But we we talk about that, and and you got everything else going on right now, my man. You're on the social media. You got plenty of shows going on. Where can people find you on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and what other shows you got coming up? I got a bunch of really big shows coming up. Most importantly, uh, my Instagram, Vinny Pacifico. Twitter, Vinny Pacifico One. Facebook, just plain old Vinny Pacifico, simple enough. Um, this weekend, I got Wrestling Magic and some other stuff going on, which is pretty sweet. Next week, I'm at the Haas Tournament for New South. Uh, it'll be live on PWTV, Wrestling TV. If you can't, if you can't be there, you can watch it. Great, sixteen talent, you know, sixteen wrestlers who are going to be competing for the uh, Haas Tournament. So that's going to be crazy good. I'm back in the PNW soon, um, and a lot of really cool things. I'm back in Texas. And uh, yeah, just keep saying, stay tuned because a lot of really cool things popping off soon. So I'm really, really blessed. And I'm grateful for all the fans who have been supportive and just keep keep your eye open because it's, it's getting good. Awesome, dude. I'm looking forward to it. You got to come back to NEW so I can meet you in person this time. I met you the last time you were in Connecticut a couple of weeks ago. I'm trying. I'm trying. They, they, they're great. They, they got a full roster, but I'm trying. <laughs> all right, man. I look forward to it. Best luck with everything in the future. Congrats on all the success. Very happy for the bang announcement among everything else. I look forward to seeing you in the future, my man. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Be safe. Awesome. Okay? Absolutely. Big thanks to Vinny for the time. He was a lot of fun to chat with. And if you want to check out the video version of that interview, it's also going to be available on Friday over on my YouTube channel, youtube.com backslash WrestleRant sometime during the day. So check that out. Check out the video if you enjoyed the audio version. Now, with all that being said, a lot to talk about here today with Mr. Marceau from Raw, from Dynamite, Revolution this weekend. Mr. Marceau, brother, how you doing? Doing well, GSM, how are you? Doing good. We're a month out from WrestleMania. We're two days out from Revolution, obviously, but a month out from WrestleMania, 39. I almost said 36, but crazy to think how much time has passed in the last couple of years since we spoke for 36, and now we're heading to WrestleMania 39. 
Where does the time go? But we have a lot to talk about here today, like I said, between Raw, Dynamite a little bit, because there was some stuff that happened on Dynamite that does not have to do with the pay-per-view. A bit of a shorter card than normal. I say short. I mean, it, there's eight matches on the card for this pay-per-view on Saturday. Um, by AEW standards, though, that is a short card, and I like that. They're only doing that, though, because there's an hour-long main event, and the show still will go four hours. I mean, and just to let people know that right now, it will still be a four-hour show, which is whatever. I'm looking forward to the show. The build's been all over the place. Um, I, I still think it will be a strong show. We'll save our dynamite thoughts and our predictions for Evolution until the end. Let's get right into Raw for Monday. Um, didn't think it was the most exciting episode, though it was slightly newsworthy that in addition to a few WrestleMania developments, good, bad, and the ugly, we'll start with the good first before we go downhill from here. Um, in the main event, we saw Becky Lynch and Lita, Mr. Marceau, dethrone damage control as the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. Quite the development here. I wasn't... You know, I, I, don't, I think the best part about the match was not the match itself, because Lita did not look great in there at all. She had a lot of ring rust. I thought it was a fine match, but Lita, whenever she was in there, unfortunately, did not look great. She looks great physically. In the ring, though, she's not, you know, as smooth as she once was. But I wasn't expecting a title change here. I thought there was a possibility, but it wasn't a guarantee. But they actually went through with it. And we have a new pair of uh, WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. Thanks to the returning Trish Stratus, who uh, thwarted the interference at ringside from Bailey. So Trish, Lita, and Becky Lynch celebrating the close of the show. So we'll start with that. The biggest part coming out of Raw on Monday. And otherwise, I thought... Uh, Fairly forgettable show. We'll get into the other stuff momentarily. But the main event, uh, new WWE Women's Tag Team Champions Crown. Your thoughts? Yeah, I thought this was a good match. Um, like you said, Lita was very rusty. And even at the end of the match, a lot of her moves just either she was like, it looked like she was either wrestling underwater or just like in slow motion. Uh, unfortunately, like you said, I thought her match against Becky last year at Elimination Chamber in Saudi was good. But it just, I mean, she's also been out of the ring for a year, clearly, because she had a lot of ring rust. But them winning was was a surprise, like you said. I didn't think it was set in stone they would win. I, I thought since it was Becky and Lita, I thought there was a good chance they'd win here, get the belts, just kind of not check that that box off for Becky to get the tag belts because I don't see her holding them for a long time, I just, unless they actually focus on the division. But, uh, yeah, I thought it was a nice way to end the show. I thought it was a decent show overall, but I thought it was a, a good ending. So, I, no complaints. I don't think they'll hold the belts for long, but... I thought it was a good moment. You know, we've talked about it before. Pretty much, it's, in, uh, it's a weekly talking point at this point. Um, how do you think this affects WrestleMania now? Because we've talked before. Maybe they'll do a multi-women match, team match, uh, six-woman. I'm still hoping, personally, that is the plan, that it will be Becky, Trish, and Lita in a six-woman tag against all of Damage Control. Um, I don't like any scenario where Bailey's not on the show just because she's missed the last two WrestleManias. So I, don't think, I think she has to wrestle in a match on this show. You know, Bailey and Trish is also an option. Um, I wouldn't hate that. It is a fresh match. You know, we mentioned it before we went live here. Bailey just has not won enough meaningful matches since she returned. She lost to Bianca twice. She lost the cage match to Becky. Obviously, I would assume she would beat Trish at WrestleMania. It would be pretty dumb if she didn't, considering Bailey's the active talent. Trish Stratus is not. I don't know. I guess they could build that up over the course of a month, and they could put Becky and Lita, which, I mean, that, that to me seems more likely than doing a double-duty situation, which is what I want to see. Um, I'll say it one more time. I mentioned it last week, but Becky and Lita um, defend on night two against the winner of a multi-team women's tag team match on night one, won by very likely Ronda and Shayna, and then Ronda and Shayna beat Becky and Lita for the belts on night two. So uh, do you like that idea? And if not... And um, if so, if not, whatever. What are your thoughts on it? And what do you want to see at WrestleMania with the women? Yeah, I mean, 
I think, obviously, Becky's going to be on the show in some sorts. I mean, even if they're just doing a tag match. But I think they should do a, the, the six-way with with Damage Control versus Lita, Becky, and Trish. And like you said, they can do uh, maybe like a, a little tag team, I don't even know, a four-way or whatever you want to do, a little tag team match on the first night. Winner faces Lita and Becky the second night. So you get a double dip of Lita and Becky. And then assumingly they'd face... Uh, Shayna and Ronda drop the belts to them. It just makes the most sense. Like you said, Lita's not walking at a WrestleMania. Still women's tag team champion. I'd be very surprised that that was the case. So That's what I would do personally. Um, you still kind of get Becky and Ronda in the ring at Mania, which at this point, I personally can't really bring myself to care, but you know, it's something, I guess. And then they can go on from there. So um, That is yet to be made official. I assume they'll kind of give us a better idea of what we might get at WrestleMania with the women next week. Uh, they're really stacking up that show next week. With the return of John Cena, Austin Theory tease, maybe confronting him. They're, they're advertising a lot of stuff for next week. Finn Balor, Edge, also very likely for Mania. Finn Balor threw out the challenge on Raw this week, so it's not official. But I assume it will be a Hell in a Cell match. It's been rumored for a long time now. Uh, we do have one new match made official for WrestleMania as of Monday's Raw. We sat here a week ago and we spoke about how Brock Lesnar being challenged to a match by MVP uh, through Omos, or rather by Omos through MVP, was nothing more than a red herring. I mean, how could we spend more more than a minute talking about it? It was terrible, but like clearly it's an angle to set up Bobby and Brock again, or her business reunion, or Brock against another opponent. No, it is it is going to indeed be Brock Lesnar against Omos at WrestleMania, as made official during the VIP lounge on Monday's Raw. That, my friend, is fucking terrible. I mean, I, I already discussed this at length on Wednesday's hashtag SGSM, as you know. Um, I've already ranted about this already. I'll... I'll talk more about, you know, I'll talk more about it and kind of repeat myself here with you. Um, And I can understand the idea, listen, as other people have said, it's a quote-unquote attraction match. Omos himself is not a fucking attraction, so maybe that's the wrong word to use. It's more of a spectacle in that, you know, Brock hitting the F5 on Omos, oh, that's cool and all. Uh, Honestly, though, maybe I'm the wrong person to ask. I'm not a casual fan. Uh, Maybe your dad might be the right person to ask, or Alexis's dad, or someone else, but... You know, is that really worth... I mean, the visual of Brock picking up Omos at Mania. Is that really worth having Brock in a random undercard match that honestly feels like it belongs in the pre-show or WrestleMania? Like, to me, that's not worth it. Especially since, for a few different factors, without going too long here, because I want to get your thoughts, Omos has not been built up at all. He was never really on the show before recently. He has not won a meaningful match in fucking probably about a year since he beat Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania Backlash a year ago. Um, he's not that good, and they're not going to do anything with Omos coming out of the show. He's not winning. He's not beating Brock, nor should he, obviously. So I just I can't see what would make this match worthwhile. I'll discuss more about the background about it in a second, why we're getting this match, but just on paper, this sounds terrible, and I find it hard to believe they can't come up with a better match for Brock. I don't know what's worse, between this or him potentially facing Bray Wyatt. That sounds like it might be worse, but we'll talk about Bray and Bobby in a little bit. Yeah, I just... This match, I think if Omos hadn't lost already and he was not built the way he is now, I think I'd probably, not that I would still be for it because I think this is just not a good match. I just think, like you said, it's more of a spectacle than anything else. But if at least he hadn't lost yet and he still was like the giant and hadn't like been like dropped on his head and hadn't like been suplexed or lost matches, then yeah, I think you could get away with this more than is now. At this point, he's been booked awfully. He's lost a decent amount of matches. 
He just lost to Bobby a few months ago. He got thrown out of the... Um, he got beat up by Braun. He got thrown out of the Rumble in seconds by Braun. Like, I, I, I don't understand why anyone really wants to see this. Um, before we even got on the phone, I was saying to you, I the only positive of this match is I, I'm, I'm more for this match than I am for Bray and Bobby. Just because I know it's not going to go long, it'll be couple moves, maybe Omos will hit him down, we'll get an F5, people throw the babies, and we'll move on. Um, <laughs> so I, I think that's the only positive, is it's, it, it'll be quick, and, and we'll move on. Um, that's the only get, positive, he'll, yeah. He'll be put in the package, him F5-ing Omos, they'll throw it on ESPN and SportsCenter, they'll get that moment they want, and we'll, we'll move on with our day. So, it's not the sexiest match I've ever, I I don't know why Brock would even want this match. I mean, it's a cheap paycheck, but uh, I wish he was doing more matches than just spot fest or just doing like a spectacle move or whatever. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And there's a lot of factors you have to remember too that people, like again, I could see people saying, oh, you know, if, if you're not going to do Brock and Omos, what do you do with Brock instead? I wouldn't do Brock and Bray for starters. I, I would not do that. Um, that does not interest me at, me at all. Um, but what you can do and what you should have done is Brock and Bobby part three or four at this show. So to add some context here, Fightful Select reported yesterday that Bray and Brock was pitched as a mania match and Brock turned it down. (laughs) Brock does not want to work with Bray Wyatt. No reason was given, but given what Bray has been doing since he's come back, I can't honestly say I blame Brock Lesnar for that. He doesn't care about having a high profile match at mania. Omos is is far from high profile. So this was clearly put together at the last minute. They booked the finish per Fightful Select. They booked the finish that they did at Elimination Chamber because I I guess going into SmackDown, even that was random. But I don't know. Here's the thing. I guess the plan was to do Brock and Bray, it sounds like, from this report. And then Bray challenged the winner of the match. The original plan for Elimination Chamber was for Brock to beat Bobby clean. I, I don't even care if Brock beats Bobby. Bobby is you know, bulletproof, uh, Teflon at this point, doesn't matter, booking-wise, doesn't matter. And he's already beat Brock before anyway. So I guess they were going to have Brock beat Bray clean, and then Bray would have faced Brock at WrestleMania. My question to that then is, not to question this report, I assume it's credible and it's legit, my question to that then is, why the fuck would they have even planned on doing Brock and Bray at WrestleMania? I'm not even saying that's a sexier choice. It's really not. I think they would have had awful chemistry too, and that would have been a lot longer, I think, than Omos and Brock. So I think Brock turned it down, which he should have. What we've gotten instead is even worse, probably, arguably. I don't know what's worse, to be honest with you. Uh, between Bray facing Bobby or Bray facing Brock, I guess that's a bigger match. I don't know. But my question then is, why were they even planning on that match? I mean, Brock and Bobby wrote itself. They've been feuding for a fucking year. I mean, why would you do a feud between them for so long and then end it at, at the 90-yard line? That doesn't make any sense to me at all. I just that, That's part of this report. Again, not, not to go off on them. I'm thinking just more out loud. Like, why would WWE even book that? That just doesn't make the slightest bit of sense. None of these matches with either of these four guys, uh, pairs of guys, Bray, Brock, Bobby, and Omos... These matches, not only will they not be good, they just don't even make any sense. That's that's also part of the problem here for me as well. Yeah, I just oh my god, it's like it's like a catch twenty two because it's like you want. I think realistically, at the end of the day, it should just be what we're for what we're getting. I'd rather just get Brock and Bobby again. Like I don't 
either neither match is anything for me. I just, like I said, I think Bobby and Bray might be worse because it's extremely random. Like, at least with MVP, like, the Brock and Omos, like, okay, he was feuding with Bobby, he was supposed to with MVP, okay, like, mm-hmm. I guess you could kind of, like, put me in that direction, whatever. Bray and Bobby's like, oh, whoever loses, whoever wins, you're going to face me, okay? Yeah, why? we've had cryptic Firefly Funhouse garbage with... The muscle man dance, like I said, you can if you watch the clip on YouTube, after that like is done airing, you can hear a dead silence. Like the crowd doesn't care, I don't care, the postman downstairs doesn't care. Like this is just awful and I just don't want Brobby and Bray at all. And it's also not only that the match is not going to be good, it's the fact that like you said, the build will not be good either. What we got on Monday is just so incredibly random and for it is really disappointing. I mean, we've mentioned this before, but to kind of hammer it home here, I love Bray Wyatt. I'm not one of those people that's going to come on here or anywhere on Twitter, or whatever, and say the guy's awful. He's not good. He has nothing to offer. You know, he's not over, blah, blah, blah. Exactly the opposite, actually. I think the guy is very good. He's very creative. I think he brings a lot to the table. I was very excited when they brought him back. I'm still happy he's here. I'm not going to sit here and tell you, oh, it was a mistake to bring back Bray Wyatt. No, honestly, my honest assessment of it is this. I feel like they, when I say they, I mean the Triple H, very likely gave him too much creative freedom to the point where they don't even know where they're going with this shit. If there's no payoff in mind and you're not figuring it out until five minutes before, that's not exactly long-term storytelling. Because they've also had people respond to my tweets on Twitter about like, oh, don't people, people complain about wanting long-term storytelling and this is it. No, it's not. What's the fucking story here? And also to tell a story, you need chapters. What chapters have we gotten? He feuded with L.A. Knight. The feud wasn't overly great. If it was good, it was because of L.A. Knight. <clears throat> Not really much for, to do with Bray Wyatt or anything he did. He came back acting more realistic. And since then, since that first couple of weeks, I've gradually lost more and more interest. And I held out hope until the Rumble. My The Rumble was my turning point. I said, probably to you, I know I said it to Alexis and just in general, if we get no developments at the Royal Rumble and revealing Uncle Howdy or something with Alexa or whatever then I'm out. And we got nothing. The matches weren't good with Alexa and Bray on that show. And we got no developments. That's the worst part. It would be one thing if he wasn't wrestling, but at least what he was doing was interesting. It's the same shit every week. And I also don't understand the point in bringing back Firefly Funhouse and stuff like that when I thought it was clearly indicated that shit was dead in in the water, dead in the water, done and buried. Why would we bring it back? And then he's bringing it back. I mean, I think every aspect of what Bray has done since coming back for the most part, has been very disappointing. And you know, I mean, he was at the SmackDown that we went to in Montreal. He's very over, which makes it all the more disappointing to me that what he's doing right now, I'm not saying he's damaged goods and he can't be reversed and whatnot, but what he's doing currently is vastly underwhelming considering how excited we were when he was first brought back a couple of months ago. Yeah, it's he is over. Like I said, I've been to a few... Um... I've been a few SmackDowns since he's came back, and he's he's extremely over. But I just well, you and I, I like how you pointed out, like when he came back and he was and he was um, like kind of more realistic and he was more himself. Like that was good. And then we got the Uncle stuff. You're like, okay, what are we gonna get here? And then like in the last since Royal Rumble, it's been like more like supernatural, and we get the Firefly Funhouse thing again, and. It's just, I thought we were done, like you said, I thought we were done with this. I thought we were moved on. I thought when he came back and he did the whole, like, the, the, the like, uh, human, mm-hmm. like, the people were the firefly. I thought we were done. And no, we're back with this stuff again. It's <laughs> not good. And it's not entertaining. And it's awful. Just, I don't get it. And I'm, I'm just over it. 
But I think the worst part about it is, is that at at the very least, if he faced Uncle Howdy at WrestleMania, which AKA obviously is Bo Dallas, I mean, that's no spoiler. Um, at least if they did that match, it would have made sense. But this doesn't make any sense. The Bobby stuff makes no fucking sense at all, dude. I mean, it's not like Bray was on the show and... Honestly, I mean, people probably wouldn't be excited for this either, and I get it, but it would be one thing if Bray was on the show, cutting a promo, and he got attacked by Karrion Cross, and they set that up for WrestleMania. Why would Bray have any intention of going after Brock or Bobby when he has very little history to no history with either guy whatsoever? I mean, the match with Bobby, not only will it not be good, the Uncle Howdy match would not have been a barn burner, barn burner either, don't get me wrong, but at least that would have made sense. That could have been the payoff. He beats him, maybe then he joins him. Like we've talked about before, and I said this yesterday on Hashtag, they joined together without any real explanation. Was he pushed? What Did he jump at the Royal Rumble? I still have no idea. And if he jumped, he missed LA Knight by about a mile. So, I mean, that it, I think that's what makes it worse. None of the shit even makes any sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we haven't got any developments in the Royal Rumble, and it's not good anyway, so... Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just... I don't care if he was pushed, jumped, whatever, it's awful. <laughs> it's awful. But the thing, again, if it was at least a story that made sense and it was intriguing, I don't know. I just, there, there's not even... They had a Mania match with him and Howdy. Is that a Mania match? Fuck no. But is Bobby and Wyatt a Mania match? No, but at least one of them makes sense. The, Bob, the Bobby and... Bray match a mania doesn't make sense. And then if you say, oh, well, if you're going to do that, then what do you do with Bray? Or what do you do with Bobby? You have a face fucking Brock Lesnar. That story they've told for four or five months now. I mean, this is not rocket science. I mean, seeing people, oh, he Brock turned down the uh, Bray match, and this is why we're getting Brock and Bray. This is Brock's fault. I haven't seen that, but I'm just saying as in, if people are assuming that, that hasn't been the case either. This is WWE's fault for dragging on the Wyatt stuff for as long as they have. He could have had had a more... They could have honestly done... Here's the thing. They could have done him and LA Knight at WrestleMania. LA Knight probably won't have a match. The guy that just fucking lost to Kofi Kingston last week will very likely not have a match at WrestleMania. They could have done Wyatt and LA Knight at WrestleMania if they brought back Bray, as you've said before, in January, and not five months ago, to do nothing. It seems like people were excited that Triple H was in charge, and all this other sort of stuff, and then we just haven't seen anything else about it since. You know, I mean, there was all this buzz around Bray coming back, he capitalized on it, great, the White Rabbit stuff was very intriguing, it was very cool, and there's been no follow-up on it. That's, that's I think, been the biggest problem for me, I think, is the timing. If they had no plan in place, and reportedly, not even reportedly, they did, they hired a long-term director of creative for Bray Wyatt when Bray first came back. I, I don't know what the fuck that guy's doing with his job, because I mean, what, what long-term storytelling are they even doing here? I don't know what the long-term storytelling is. If it's confusing people and giving people a shit product, then I guess they're successful. Yeah, it's just not good. Like you said, it made more sense if you just did Howdy and Bray and just did Bobby and Brock at WrestleMania. It, it, I mean, it is what it is. I don't know if people don't understand that. Like, it, that's the direction it should have. The realistically, that's the direction we were going, and then all of a sudden we went like a whole 360. And I don't want to see Brock versus Bray, and I don't blame Brock for saying no. It's awful. Yeah, no, I know it's like, oh, the two biggest, you know, not two the biggest, but like there's two stars there and it's a match that, I mean, that was a match that could have been interesting maybe six or seven, eight years ago, um, but we're well past that point. Current version Bray versus current Brock. <laughs> that doesn't work for me, brother. So I'm honestly glad we're not getting that, but what we got instead is not much better. If any better at all, it might just be worse, like you said. Um, as far as the rest of Raw goes, there's really nothing specific to discuss. Um, the bloodline beating Jimmy, or I'm sorry, yeah, the bloodline of, of Jimmy Uso and Solo Sokoa beat the Prophets. 
So there was that. Uh, Cody Rhodes and Gable had a really good match. Uh, great finishing sequence there. Cody Rhodes won. He will be on SmackDown on Friday to apparently confront Roman Reigns is what he teased. <clears throat> Asuka beat Carmella. Oscar's um, still doing the rambling in Japanese after her matches. I don't know why. I thought we were over that stuff. Maybe I was fooled by the face paint thinking we were getting an all-new Asuka. Apparently not quite yet because that shit is terrible. They need to stop doing that. Um, Candice LeRae beating Piper Niven. Bobby Lashley beating Elias. Johnny Gargano beating Otis. A lot of matches that don't mean anything. Logan Paul will be on Raw next week um, per Rollins. He invited him on the show on Miss TV this week. And that was pretty much it. So any other thoughts that happened on Raw of what we didn't really discuss in depth? No, no. I thought it was a decent show. I obviously <laughs> think there are heat like, turning on the heat for next week's show. I'm kind of pissed I won't be there in Boston. But, uh, no, I, th- I think they, they – I, I don't want – I think when people are like, oh, we're not getting – like, you also don't – like, some of the stuff, like, you don't need a month to build up. I think a month – this week coming up well, – well, technically today would be a month away, but, like, next – more raw would be three weeks away basically till WrestleMania or four weeks depending on how the yep. weeks work out. But I think it's a perfect start. I think next week they're definitely turning it up. I said Cena, Logan Paul, so we'll get those developments. We'll get more from the bloodline this weekend. Roads and Reigns. Um hopefully less Omas and Brock, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> but uh no, I, I think this week will is technically the first month and then Raw will kind of continue from there. So I, I, I don't think they need to overdo our welcome because it's like eventually you'll be waiting for it. But I think next Monday will be a great show, and I think Friday will be like the first kickoff to WrestleMania. Hopefully so. Um, with our luck, they'll stack next week's Raw in Boston, and then the following week in Providence when we're there, it'll be a shit show. Just watch. Don't even say that. <laughs> hopefully not, but uh, hopefully they can turn on the heat a little bit starting next week. Because uh, the last couple of weeks have been fine. <clears throat> I thought the Raws before Elimination Chamber were better. The last two Raws haven't really been... They haven't been bad, but they haven't been great either. So I'm hoping they uh, kind of kick up the heat for the road to WrestleMania starting... Hopefully this even Friday on SmackDown, as you mentioned. Um, getting to Dynamite, before we get to the Revolution predictions quickly... Really, a lot of Dynamite had to do with the pay-per-view. Some other stuff that did not have to do with the pay-per-view. Don't know why you would put it on the show. Like the Hook and, uh, the Hook and Matt Hardy match was fine. I'm not really sure why that had to be on the show. Um, the biggest thing coming out of the show that did not have to do with Revolution was the Face of the Revolution ladder match, which they thankfully did not cram into the show on Saturday, or on Sunday, rather. Um, it's going to be for, you know, it had the AEW TNT Championship opportunity on the line. Powerhouse Hobbs emerging victorious with a TNT title shot in his back pocket. So, um, any thoughts on that? I love Hobbs, but it just feel, it, it feels like they're setting him up to fail because he already lost the TNT title match to Joe and... Uh, Joe and uh, Wardlow, I'm sorry, at Full Gear a couple of months ago, and he'll very likely lose when he gets his shot next Wednesday on Dynamite, assuming Wardlow wins the belt back on Sunday. So uh, your thoughts on the match slash the outcome? Uh, the match was, I mean, if you've seen a, ladder ma- a multi-man ladder match in AEW, you've seen the, pretty much them all. Mm-hmm. This one was kind of more reckless than normal. Uh, a lot of dangerous spots. Um, I mean, if you're into that stuff, that's what it was. Uh Eddie Kingston and Ortiz started, and they just fought off. We didn't see him the rest of the night, and then Eddie Kingston quit. So, uh, don't know what happened there, but that was that. Um, Bravar hit a big swanton, did the crazy thing as he usually does. That was, I mean, I've seen it before. Andretti almost killed him doing a Falcon Arrow off a ladder. And then Powerhouse won. Uh, I, I mean, I'm glad he won because I think he needs to be pushed, but I don't think he's beating either Joe or Wardlow next week, so 
it's kind of like two steps forward, another step back with, with, with Powerhouse. I mean, he was starting the story, the book of Powerhouse, I think it was. And I, yeah, the book, book of Hobbs. He yeah. read on Dark and, and, and Rampage because I haven't seen him in a while. And, and now he's aimlessly, he's just randomly getting a title shot. I mean, I'm glad he's being pushed, but it's not a push because he's not going to win. So mm-hmm. it's kind of disappointing. I, I think Powerhouse is one of those guys they need to focus more on. I think he, I mean, he has all the tools. I, I thought he was great in Team Taz, and then once they split them up, like you said, he faced Joe and Wardlow at full gear. He was just kind of there to eat the pinfall. Um, so I guess we'll see, but I just don't really understand him winning. I, I feel like it was more of a swerve because I think t- people thought Takeshka was going to win, and then, oh, no, Powerhouse won instead. And I, I feel like Takeshka's getting a way bigger push than he is. So I don't know if it was a swerve just to have him not win and not be predictable, but I don't think it's really going to do much for Powerhouse in the end. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it, it should be a good match next Wednesday, assuming Wardlow wins the belt back. But I, I would rather see him in a solid storyline than getting a one-off shot on television only to lose. So any momentum he gained from this match, I assume he loses next week when he loses the match. Not to say that he can't gain anything in defeat, but I feel like we're past that point with him where he needs to start winning meaningful matches. And we just haven't seen that yet from him in the last couple of months since the uh, Starks feud ended. So um, we'll see. But... Speaking of which, we'll get into it now. AEW Revolution pay-per-view predictions for this weekend. Eight matches on the card. Like I said earlier, shorter than usual, but only because we have a 60-minute Iron Man main event. Um, I assume they add more matches maybe on Rampage, maybe a uh, pre-show match. They usually have three or four of those, so we'll see if they add any there. Um, Like Keith and Swerve, we're not getting on... We're not getting on Sunday. There's a couple matches I'm surprised that we're not getting. But listen, I'm not complaining. They could save it for a later date. And Swerve and Keith, or, uh, yeah, Swerve and Keith just kind of reheated it back up anyway. Keith was gone for a while. They just rekindled the rivalry. I know you could say the same thing for Christian Cage and Jack Perry, but I'm glad that's actually happening on the show. So we'll start with what we were just talking about, AEW TNT Championship. Samoa Joe defending against Wardlow. Um, who wins here and who walks out as the new or, you know, still, whatever, TNT champion? It's a tough one. Um, I think it'd go either way. Um, you keep saying Wardlow, and I it's kind of it's kind of like popping in my head, like oh yeah, Wardlow could win. But I mean, Joe just won the belt. He won the belt, lost the Derby, won it back. I don't know if I'd overly love it, love it him losing it again. But I feel like Wardlow. I guess I don't know if I say needs it because I feel like he'd go on to MJF if he loses. But um, you know what? I'm gonna stick with Joe. I don't love the belt changing hands as often as it has recently. I think another change. I mean, we just saw Wardlow's TNT title, and he was beating up security guards and facing the firm. So mm-hmm. I really don't know where you go with him from there. Just keep keep the belts on Joe for now. Like I said, maybe you have Wardlow go after MJF or do something else. But I want to say Joe. I think it'll be a good match. I think I'm not mad who wins either way. I I would just prefer the belt not changing hands so often. So I'm just gonna go with Joe. No, I agree with that too. I just feel like. Wardlow, I believe, was hurt. I mean, they took the belt off of him and put it on Joe, and the reason they took it off Joe and put it on Darby was just to drag out Joe's reign as champion, or rather his time in the title picture, until Wardlow was ready to come back. So they already had a one-on-one match a couple of months ago, back in late December, I want to say. Uh, Wardlow lost that one, which was when he got his hair cut by Joe. So I think Joe wins here, or rather, I'm sorry, Wardlow wins here to get his win back, and the feud's over. Um, they've been feuding for a while. I'm kind of ready for both guys to move on to something new. Yeah, Wardlow's first reign was ass, so if he does get the belt back, and I expect that he will, um, they have to redeem that for him, and he has to have a much better, more important, prominent run, and not just, fang- the, not just facing the 
Tony Nieces and Ryan Nemeths of the AEW roster. That is a complete waste of Wardlow. So he doesn't have remotely the same amount of momentum he had about around this time a year ago. But he's not damaged goods. He still can be rebuilt back up. Um, it's also possible he loses here and then is built up for an opera. I don't know how this would work exactly if he keeps losing, but he can be built up for an opportunity against MJF for the championship, maybe a double or nothing on the one year anniversary of when he beat him the last time, um, a double or nothing last year. That might've been the last match that MJF lost. Actually. Um, you could do that, but I'd rather just put the belt back on Wardlow, rebuild him there. And then go from there. But I also thought the championship the first time would do something for him, and it, it really didn't. So I guess we'll find out in, in due time. Uh, the other match made official for the show as of on uh, Wednesday's Dynamite Christian Cage, Jungle Boy Jack Perry, no holds barred match. Christian Cage wanted the fight. He's going to get it. Uh, these two have been feuding on and off now for nine months. I don't know. Christian Cage was gone for a while. He was out hurt. He's back now. The whole story here is can Jack Perry deliver the concerto? You know, grow some balls and beat Christian um, decisively and not hesitate. I think he will. I think Christian winning would be dumb here. Christian winning it all out was perfectly fine by me because, you know, he, he should have won the first match and it was an angle anyway because he was hurt. But I do think Jack Perry wins here and hopefully puts the rivalry to rest once and for all. Yeah, I'm with Jungle Boy here. Um, I'm Honestly, I'm over the fear at this point. I understand Christian got hurt, but... I don't know. Jungle, he just needs to win. I mean, he looked he's looked like the biggest putts the last few weeks. I mean, he needs to win here. He's just going to be seen as a joke from the fans. So I got Jungle Boy winning as well. Yeah, he beat Luchasaurus in what I thought was a great cage match with full gear. Kind of keep that momentum going. He needs to prove himself here, and I think he will. And uh, keep building up Jack Perry. So continuing on the trend of building on the homegrown stars. Ricky Starks, not, you know, day one wrestler in AEW, but still a fresher face. Facing Chris Jericho. Now, the first match I actually really enjoyed. The feud has done a lot of nothing for me since. Jericho's gotten the better of Starks, and that's fine. you got to give Jericho Appreciation Society their heat. But the problem is that the faction sucks, and Starks has felt less over during the course of the feud than he was even two months ago. So he really needs to win here. I'm honestly going to go off on a limb and say Jericho wins. Um, I do know, yeah, booking 101 is that Starks got laid out on Wednesday, and then he gets his win back on you know, he, he wins on Sunday. I think Jericho gets his win back. Just Jericho's feuds tend to drag out for fucking ever. I get the feeling this will be dragged out for a little bit longer. I really hope not. But I do think Jericho wins here to, to make it 1-1. And then I, I would have Starks win here and have him go 2-0 over Jericho and then move the fuck on. But I'm not too sure if that's all that likely. So I'm going to go Jericho. I hate that I'm even saying that, but I do think Chris Jericho might win and, and will win. That's terrible, though. <sighs> Goodness. Um, God, that sounds so bad. I'm going Ricky Starks. As I'm just a naive, dumb fan, and I think he should win <laughs> and needs to win. Like, Jericho doesn't need to win these feuds, and he always does. And it just, they go on for too long. He always gets his win back. He always wins the last one. Just, like, get in your mouth that Jericho won again. I just... If you want Ricky Starks to ever be anything, he needs to keep winning. He wins big matches. He, he the fact they're doing this anyway is just dumb. I mean, I don't know why Ricky wants this match. He beat Jericho clean to begin with. I just I'm so over this feud. Starks needs to move on. I'm going with Starks. Like I said I'm I'm a naive, dumb wrestling fan, but I'm going with Starks here. I feel like he needs to win. 
And like I said, if he wins, maybe Joe retains, and you do Starks and and Joe for the for the TNT belt. I don't know. I just I I don't want Jericho to win. That would be a good spot for him if Joe retained the title. Then him and Starks would be great, and then Starks could be the one maybe to take the belt. Or honestly, him or uh, Jack Perry. Jack Perry was calling out the biggest bitch in the building a couple of months ago, and I thought it would be Joe. And it was uh, it was. Let me check my notes. Big Bill. So uh, you can go. <laughs> you can uh, go back to that. So. Uh, yeah, I would be fine with either one of those outcomes. But anyway, I I really hope Starks wins here. He needs to win. The Jericho feuds have progressively gotten worse. Um, JAS is just ass. It's ASS, and they need to move the fuck on. Um, Starks is not benefiting at this point unless he beats Jericho again, this time on pay-per-view. Please move on. The Elite defending Where the... Where are you AD- going with Jericho? I'm going with Jericho. I hate that I'm saying that, but I just get the feeling he'll win. So. Okay. I just, I don't know. I just, just a feeling. No, I know, I know, I know. You have your feelings. Yeah, I, I, I'm a, hey, listen. I hope my feelings are wrong. I, I, I you know, I. Just, <laughs> hey, you're, you're realistic on the dumb, naive mark. It's fine. <laughs> no, you're right. I think, I think there's a big chance Starks wins. I just, um, mine is more of a bold pick, and not because I want to see it happen, just because I have this sinking feeling that he probably will. Um, though yeah. I do think it's a lot, li- it's very likely Starks wins, but you know, who knows. <laughs> Or the dumb, naive fans that just hope they'll do the right thing, like with WWE sometimes, and then they don't. Jericho wins, and the feud continues on until August, so I guess time will tell. Uh, Elite, uh, House of Black, AEW World Trios Championship. The build has been essentially non-existent in the last couple of weeks. For what should be their biggest trios match, I I mean, I'm looking forward to the match. I think it'll be a great match. But House of Black or Ice Cold, Elite having matches with no stories, which continues with this one, does nothing for me. Um, I think House of Black have to win here. This is another one that could go either way. I think House of Black have to win here to maintain any momentum they have left, which is practically none. Um, but I'll say they win here and become champions because what else do you do if, if Elite even win? I mean, what other, what other trios does AEW have beyond the fucking Trustbusters and AR Fox and Top Flight? So I would give the belts to House of Black here. Yeah, I mean, I think, like you said, if for any kind of interest heat whatever you want to call it for for house of black i feel like they need to win um i just feel like like you said if it's the same situation if they win what do they do what are they going to face top flight and the trust busters the problem is the division has no team so regardless who wins there's really nothing for them to do um i guess i'll go with house of black like i said somewhere with ricky starks i feel like if you want them to ever have anything have any push or people to give any care. Like, this is pretty much last, specifically for them, this is pretty much last ditch, ditch effort. At least Ricky Starks, they haven't done too bad by. Like, for the House of Black, they just have never done anything. Mm. They're just a joke. So, this is a last ditch effort. I, I'll go with them to win. Like you said, I think they'll run in the same problems. What are they going to face? The Lucha Brothers in a best of seven match? Or, <laughs> like, what are we going to, there's no team. So, I guess they'll just have the belts to hold them. Like, I guess damage control held their belts, but at least they were on TV. But regardless, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go with them because I feel like if they don't win now, they just they just might as well just fold up, fold up the uh, the spooky masks and uh, go to Impact or something. Yeah, no, it's 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 time to let Malachi go at that point. If you can't even give him the trios title, then it's a complete waste of whatever he has left to offer at this point, which can be a lot in my opinion. And, uh, yeah, just give him the belts. The Elite mean nothing as a trio currently. I know they're over with the Wayward Sons bullshit. I-, I know you're not a big Elite fan, but I would break them up. I feel like they're more valuable separately. They can be aligned, but um, they got their little trios title run. Cute. Time to move on. 
and um, have Omega back on it. He hasn't done any single stuff in about a year and a half since he got hurt in late 2021, and that was probably the best run he had in AEW was when he was on his own, so I'd go back to that personally. Um, the Guns defending the AEW World Tag Team titles against the former champions, the acclaimed Jay Lethal, Jeff Jarrett, Orange Cassidy, Dan Housen. I have no fucking clue why this had to be a four-team match and why they didn't even wait to just, Why not? I mean, I guess that's not a pay-per-view match either, but... They're doing a four-team match with four teams that just feel cold right now. The Guns, I don't care about at all as champions. The Acclaimed, I think, are the best part about this match. Um, but they kind of feel less over than they were even a couple of weeks ago. They've cooled off. Jay and Jeff Jarrett, they work well together. They're a good team. They've already gotten two different title shots. It's a joke that they're even in this match. And then Orange Cassidy and Dan Housen, they're over. They work well together. But, again, a very random team for a division that seemingly has a lot of teams. Uh, they're putting a makeshift team together, so uh, I'm not a fan of this match. I think the Guns retain. I would have had FTR in there taking the belts back, but we're not even sure what their status is. But I do think Guns walk out still World Tag Team Champions. Yeah, I mean this match. I'm not really sure why it's happening. Um, I just I, like you said, I don't. The Guns aren't over. No one cares. Clean have lost all the momentum seemingly. Jared and, and Lethal, I, they're only in this match that just keep it going. I feel like they, they're the veterans of the match. Everyone else is relatively green and new. So I get, I get, I get, actually, I understand why they're there just because they can semblance something and kind of maybe call the match and keep it flowing. Dan Howes and Orange Cassidy, I mean, I just don't care. It's just three teams I don't care about, and I feel like a veteran team to lead them. So. I think guns would. I I don't know why the guns wouldn't retain here. I think they retain, and I, I guess we move on for the division that everyone used to say was so stacked. It is so minuscule at this point that these are the teams in this match. I just I, I feel like the mighty have fallen in this division. Yeah, we don't have a lot of top teams at this point. I mean, you look at the bottom of the barrel teams that we got in that battle royal on Wednesday. A lot of talented teams, but none that really feel over import overly important. And that, I think that's part of the problem is, which I never really realized, so I will take accountability for this, in, in creating a trios division. They haven't done a great job of really sharing the wealth among the two divisions because it's just a lot of teams that don't mean anything right now. And all the other top teams like Jurassic Express and um, Red Dragon had a lot of promise. The, uh, Santana Ortiz, they've been broken up, SCU and other ones. So, um, yeah, just, just not very interesting right now. I do think the guns retain, though. AEW Women's World Championship three-way match. Jamie Hayter defending against Soraya and Ruby Soho. I'm actually surprised how many people I've seen say that Soraya is winning here. Um, I don't really know why you would do that for a couple different reasons. One, I like Soraya a lot, but for a couple different reasons. One, she has felt like just another woman on the roster since coming back. Two, the heel turn has sucked. It's not developed at all. It's not fleshed out at all, aside from the spray paint shit, which is terrible. Three... She has not really had many, if any, very good to good matches, honestly, at all since coming back in the ring. And then four, I mean, she's had some decent matches, solid matches, but nothing overly memorable. She still has ring rust, it seems. And four, I thought at one point it was said that she couldn't wrestle more than once a month. So I wouldn't put the belt on that person, at least not right now. I, honestly, if you built it up as like her comeback story, one more run for the formerly injured Soraya, it would have been great. In its, in its current incarnation, this story, it's not interesting. So I would not do that with her. Ruby Soho has always been the bridesmaid, but never the bride. Never been championed. A million different title shots. Always fucking loses. Um, I think it'd be great if she finally won. I don't think she will. Jamie Hayter just became champion in November. So I think Jamie Hayter is going to retain here and then maybe face Soraya one-on-one. Ruby Soho one-on-one. 
Uh, the story has not been interesting at all surrounding these women, but I do think Hater will walk out still champion. What do you think? Yeah, I'm going with Hater here. Um, I just don't. I'm. I'm. I mean, I don't think Ruby will win here. Like you said, she's the perf. She's like literally like the B plus player. She's the bridesmaid, not the bride. She's just always there, but can't win the big one. I don't see her winning it here. Soraya, I'm fine with her not winning. I just. I don't, I feel like this is a total, just, I mean, this is kind of, it's still focused on this match, but with AEW specifically, I don't know if it's the booking or just like them finally conquering winning. For some reason, I feel like once someone wins the belt, their popularity skyrockets down. Like Jamie Hayter was so over. She was so over. She still is, but yeah. She just doesn't feel that special anymore. Wardlow wins the belt goes down the acclaimed i just i don't know if it's a booking thing or like like you said that people finally get what they want and they just want the next thing but i love hater and i feel like she's been great but since she's won the belt i just feel like no one cares about her or like maybe the stories are not about her but just no one gives a shit i mean i don't know i just feel like she should retain here i have a feeling she might not like you said just i don't know like saraya is just the bigger star in general i don't think her run's been good this whole heel stuff's been awful i just if I think you should keep the belt on Hater, and then you do her and Britt at double or nothing. I feel like we should have gotten that already, but yep. they flesh it out a little bit. You get a heel Hater or a heel Britt versus a babyface Hater, but I don't know. I like Hater a lot, and I think she's great. I just her popularity just seemingly is like plummeted since she won the belt. I would say she's still very over. I think, I mean, it, it does differ on case by case basis because you named a lot of people, all of which I agree with. Adam Page, I would throw in there as well. Oh, Hangman, definitely. Probably the most prominent example right there. Um, the acclaimed were still very over as champions. I would, I think they might be the one exception, except they dropped the belts and <laughs> the most interesting team in the division. With Jamie Hader, it's because I think for for me the reason why it hasn't worked um, here is because the story is not about her. And the story just sucks. It's not an interesting story, and it's been awful. Okay. So that that to me has been why she feels less over because they have seven different women on the show, which is great. We got different women on the show, but the story just isn't interesting. And they're not doing a typical all right, Jamie Hater defending against this you know plucky underdog babyface Ruby Soho. That would have been fine, but they're not doing that either. So um, I don't know. It's it's weird. Hopefully she can get that momentum back, like you said, coming out of this pay per view. And she wins here, and she faces Britt. I like that idea a lot. So watch them not do it and put the belt on Soraya instead. <laughs> and then maybe she... Fa- I don't know. I don't really want to see that. I like Soraya, but she, her run so far has been very flat. Putting the belt on her at this point, I don't think would accomplish anything really. Anything positive. Um, are, are, are we getting Jade on the show? Or no Jade? No matter? Jade. I mean, I'm glad okay. about that because there's no feud there. There's no reason for it. She wasn't even on Dynamite. So they're probably waiting until Chris Statlander comes back at this point. So, it is what it is. I assume they'll just wait till double or nothing for that. Moxley Page for the uh, Texas Death Match. N- nothing on the line here. It, it doesn't really matter who wins. It's the same, uh, you know, stuff that we've seen from them the last couple of weeks. Months, rather, actually, just kind of going back and forth. Moxley won the last match, so I think Page wins this one. I, I like the promos on Wednesday. I just think it's pretty, you know, it's been a good feud, non-title feud. I like that, keeping them busy outside of the title picture. I like it. Um, I think Page... Kind of needs to win here. Moxley won two of their three last matches, so I feel like uh, Page needs to win this one to kind of prove himself. Yeah, I got Hangman winning here. I think he needs to win a little bit more. Um, I mean, Moxley, I mean, he's only lost a handful of times, so I don't think him losing here will do much to him. I think 
Hangman needs a win to kind of keep him. So his momentum going, really starts to pick up a little bit. Um, and if he wins here, you can kind of push him more to like even maybe an MGF match. I mean, they had they had some kind of issues at the beginning of the company. You can kind of revisit that as MGF is champion now. So I, I think Hangman wins here. Uh, I think he just needs it more. Yeah, no, I would agree. We'll see where they uh, go with him after that. Last match, main event, 60-minute Ironman match for the AEW World Championship, MGF versus Brian Danielson. I think it's pretty clear-cut. MGF wins the, or retains here as he should. There's still many more opponents for him to defend against. Uh, like the promo on Wednesday, Danielson's been great. Best part of the show in recent weeks. I think MGF wins and proves that he can go the full uh, 60 minutes, whether he cheats or not. I think it would be the right call or the wrong call. As much as I love Danielson, I do want him to win the title at some point. I feel like it would be premature to be taking the belt off of MGF at this current point. Yeah, it's got to be MJF here. It would be a big mistake to take the belt off him already. Um, I think Danielson's great. I'm, I'm more interested to in see what he's going to do after this. I mean, I hope he's not with the with the BBC running out with uh, with Wheeler and Cesaro doing, or, or my bad, Claudio doing just random stuff. So I'm honestly more interested to in see what he does after this because I just don't think he, he'll win. I don't think he should win. I think MJF should, should win the belt or retain here. So uh, I think it'll be a good match, but MJF should retain. It'd be kind of weird if he lost the belt already. Yeah, especially after only three or four months. Still more opponents to defend against. Danielson, I agree, kind of plugs in in a lot of different places very well. He's had a great run so far. Um, he, he's been one of the best parts of AW for the last year and a half. But where it goes after this, after already unsuccessfully challenged for the championship multiple times, I'm not sure. DNT title, maybe. Hey, it's going to become what's next for Miro type situation. So hopefully it doesn't get to a point where he's not on the show like Miro. Hey, maybe they bring back Miro to face Danielson again. I was going to say who? Dust them off. He's on the shelf still. Um, that's the show on Sunday. I look forward to it, Mr. Marcel. We'll discuss next week here on the show. And that's about it, brother. New episodes every single Thursday right here at WrestleRant.com, WrestleRantRadio.com, all the usual platforms. We'll review Revolution next Thursday here on WrestleRant Radio. Talk all the latest on the road to WrestleMania as well. Until then, Mr. Marcel, have a great week. I'll talk to you next week, brother. See you later, man. All right, adios. Adios.